call me your host or your friend until the bitter end critiquing time we shall spend this is intend to recommend intend to recommend hello and welcome back to the third episode of intend to recommend the section of this podcast series in which i recommend or keep you away from a television show that i have just recently watched and the uh the subject the topic of conversation uh, for this episode is Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David's baby, I would say. I, I never was a huge uh, Seinfeld fan. I appreciate it for what it was, but I guess I just never jumped on the bandwagon or or uh, committed enough time to the show to be able to, and you know, like actually become a fan. Um, but th- that was always popularized as the show about nothing. And if that was the show about nothing, this truly has to be the show about Nothing. Uh, Larry David plays an over-exaggerated version of himself, which I don't think, I honestly don't believe that it's really that much exaggerated past who he is as an individual. It's just him writing about the issues that he believes are important, which I think are really important. It's it's all the, the weird uh, uh, social anxieties and the different... Um, beliefs that uh, he has about where we are with uh, uh, things racially and socially and with uh, social media and politic and, and all that kind of, it's, he takes like a very uh, relaxed uh, approach to the way that he uh, presents information and then he does a really, really great job about exaggerating the normal. So even though it's a show technically about nothing, it does a really great job of, of keeping a level of consistency throughout the series in which you actually like become invested and there are like side storylines that, that eventually wrap up or continue or, you know, he, he never really truly drops the ball when it comes to the narratives that he decides to go down. And my favorite thing about this show, which I've become most invested in is it's it's the old like comedy is uh comedy works in threes comedy has this kind of like uh full circle route if it's done right and he's really created and perfected a formula in which every single thing in every single episode and even not just individualized episodes but uh like the beginning of a season to the end of a season they all have an arc in which everything gets wrapped up and comes around full circle in ways that you don't even expect. For instance, like you'll start off an episode and he'll just bump into a guy, you know, next to him at a urinal or something and they'll have like a weird thing. And it's this like, it's such a subtle, like unimportant thing that happens that you're like, oh, that's just the thing. But there's some way that he always finds in which that guy that he bumped into at the urinal becomes the big giant punchline at the end that you didn't see coming. I mean, it, you know, it's it's formulaic enough in which, uh, you know, um, for instance, if you're watching like House, uh, House MD or whatever, back with Hugh Laurie and all that kind of stuff. Every episode is super, super predictable. Not in like what they're doing or like the medical terminology I don't know anything about, but it just had this thing of like, oh, this patient comes in, you know, it's like five minutes at the beginning of the show where they'll show you, oh, this random guest actor who comes on. They have this uncontrollable, weird medical thing that nobody knows about or nobody understands. But guess what? Hugh Laurie House, he understands. He's the smartest doctor around and he's his lackadaisical 
approach will be the thing that everybody thinks by the end of the episode, oh, he's going to die, and all of a sudden he gets cured. And yeah, they, they switch up the formula enough in which, you know, sometimes the person dies, but th there's really only two outcomes. Either the patient dies or the patient stays alive. And, and sometimes they'll sort of prattle you on with, with uh, continuing to, to, you know, elongate a storyline over a couple episodes and make more of an arc instead of just wrapping it up in one. But for the most part, it's very formulaic. Kirby enthusiasm's formulaic in the sense that, like, yeah, you, you know that things are going to wrap around, but he does it in a genius enough way in which, you know, he really, he finds a, a new and exciting way in which, like me, as as a person who invests most of my life into comedy and into this, this industry, like, I don't even see coming. And that's just the mark of brilliance that is, you know, I don't, I don't want to sit here sucking Larry David's dick all day, but in general, I just have to say, it's brilliant and it's really wonderful. I watched, I watched, uh, there's nine seasons altogether so far, because uh, they had eight seasons before that started back in like 2000 and then you know after eight seasons wrapped for a while it went dormant and then uh and then everybody got back together just this year in uh 2017 and uh, came out with the ninth season so you get to see them years and years later and that's always got to be a wonderful thing you know like they 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 really hit a wonderful stride back in the day with with the series originally and then i think it's great because a lot of these reunion type shows like roseanne or whatever you know i never i'm not saying i watch those i'm just saying that's that's got to be wonderful as as a, an, a cast or a crew in which you put a lot of years and time and invested in to this thing that everybody cared about and liked and then like you leave it thinking you know like oh the, you know we're never going to come back to that we're going to put that to rest and then you hear the the horn the bugle call in which okay we all get to come back to this family that we created and that's really what you see in uh in this ninth season i thought that there would be some kind of drop off in quality but that on the contrary it's it's just the same old good old uh curb your enthusiasm that we all know and love it, it it didn't it didn't skip a beat it didn't lose its stride and it's really like you can tell that everyone from jeff garland to to uh ted dance and to fucking jb smooth oh my god jb smooth <laughs> Jamie, I'm, I'm doing, I'll do a terrible impression, but you know, uh, man, my dick's so big every single time I sit down in the toilet, it's like it's going scuba diving, takes off its little thing, go bloop, <laughs> like, just, like anything that he says, you know, I'm really, I'm really happy that, that, uh, that Larry David put JB on like that, because man, they're really, they're, they're chemistry together, and just everybody, Ted Danson's a genius, uh, you know, like his his wife for for most of the series, uh, uh, Cheryl David. I don't I don't know what the actress's name is, but everybody just has this really like uh, uh, infectious chemistry that like you you get into the stride of the show and you you get done with an episode and you immediately want to jump into the next one. Each episode's about a half hour long, so you're really not like uh, you know wasting time with this thing. You you get to you get to like it's one of those leisurely shows that you could put on when you're looking to do other. stuff stuff or if you really want to get invested it's not going to be like i'm i'm watching uh, game of thrones right now and if you want to watch game of thrones you have to sit through an hour episode 10 episodes per season like it's an investment you know so it's like it's it's this is this is an investment because there's a lot of seasons a lot of content but at the same time it's it's at your own discretion i guess any tv show is but but that's a mark of a of a good television show it's like a half hour long and you just get to you know take it take it how you want but um the 
the chemistry is great. The cinematography in the ninth season uh, is is way better. They've they've obviously technology in the film industry has grown and expanded to the point where you know we can we can do a lot more and they can they can really push the narrative in different directions because of what's available to them. So it's kind of like Larry David and his team and every the cast and crew is like the whole bunch of kids in a candy store and they're taking this beloved series that they loved before and really like flipping it on its head and continuing to push through and and make it even better because of what's available now um always 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 the best guest stars everybody everybody who comes on you know from vivek a fox to uh to 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 anybody i'm i'm losing my head at the moment but but just every single person who comes on is there for a reason it's wonderful uh, like one of my favorite actors, uh, rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. Um, you you just start watching an episode, and then all of a sudden, little kid Anton Yelchin walks into frame, and he's there as a guest star for an episode. And it's just like this really like this series is kind of a beautiful Hollywood time capsule in which you really get to look back and just see a lot of people, you know, either just getting their start or just getting a big break, or 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 do, have been doing it for years and are seated as veterans. It's just this very neglected group of misfits that come together and, and make a comedy happen. Um, I want to give a shout out uh, in this ninth season. Um, I met a man three years ago. Uh, his name's Dean Sharp. I, I fell into an actor trap when I came out to, to Hollywood. There's a theater. Uh, uh, I don't want to give promotion to it, so I'm not going to say, but it's over on La Brea. Um, <laughs> whatever you do, if you ever see a thing for a Pink Floyd show, don't go there. But I, I fell into this actor trap uh, where a whole bunch of new actors who come out to Hollywood don't know any better. And we get tricked by this really terrible director at this really shitty theater to do things. And, and Dean Sharp uh, was working there um, as, as, I don't know, a, a stagehand or he helped around the theater and stuff. And, and I, I'm not going to say that we were friends because I don't want to do that and assume. But he... he we're Facebook friends, and and I just got to see that he's in like three or four episodes as a as a featured guest star on uh, on the newest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that's such a huge congratulations, Dean. If you're listening to this, if you hear this, it's like that's such a a wonderful thing. I also saw him on uh, on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine for an episode or two. So everybody, look up look up Dean Sharp. He's a, he's a guy that definitely gets to be featured a lot more. I love when I love when the little guy wins. Well, Dean Sharp's a huge man. So, so maybe not the little guy, but but um but no, it's just it's just wonderful to see to see this show really uh go into like, you know, uh, I watch Shameless and and they they're going into like their 100th episode and that's a beautiful thing when a cast and crew get to work together so much that they can say that they've they've invested that much time into something and really truly truly make it special so um i i i don't exactly know if i have much more to say on the on the show it's a really wonderful wonderful uh time and uh if you if you watch it i think your experience will be pretty 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 good uh you're gonna get a lot of open mouth laughs and um oh the only thing i will say one contradiction, and this is such a little thing, but this is just me as uh, somebody who's in the industry. Uh, I don't appreciate whoever is doing the credits for the newest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, this isn't an against any actors or any crew in particular, but um, the the woman who plays Cheryl David uh, on the show, Cheryl, 
Um, she's not in all of the episodes of the ninth season. She doesn't show up in at least half of them. Yet, if you watch the credits in the newest season, you can tell that somebody behind the desk is lazy because her name will come up as as one of the main cast members, along with Jeff Garlin and Larry David and J.B. Smooth. She'll come up in the in the rotation, even if she isn't in an, in an episode. And that's something pet peeve of mine that I don't appreciate. Like you know, like if if there's credit to be given then give the credit there but if she doesn't show up in an episode she shouldn't be featured in the credits and that's not anything against her that's not even i don't even think that that's her fault she probably has no idea or maybe she watched the episode and go that's weird that my name's there but it's just something where like that's just lazy if you're gonna if you're gonna be making something especially on hbo the home box office if you're gonna be making something on this uh this specific network as well with such a prestige behind it you shouldn't it's something so little that you shouldn't just like be just copying pasting the credits on to the end of every single episode that's 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 just a pet peeve of mine but you'll notice it if you watch it uh i i I, i'm just a stickler when it comes to even though even though in the ninth season there's a very particular episode where larry david says you shouldn't be a stickler nobody likes to stickle but (laughs) but i'm a little stickler when it comes to uh details like that but other than that i would say that this isn't a miss this isn't a skip this is a hundred percent of the way. This this has this has comedy literally for everyone. You will find something, and and also, I mean, I guess, I guess I could say that, and and you could watch it and still not appreciate it. But it's, I guess, it's just like any other show. If you give it like three episodes in, and you're not digging it, then go find something else. There's something for you. Fucko, I'm gonna call you a fucko. This is it. it. The fucko's the only people who wouldn't appreciate this thing. But this is a really good. This is a really good show. It's hit a really great stride. It has a lot of uh, amazing uh, chemistry within it. And um, and I would. I don't know. I've been rating these things so weird. Out out of. We'll just make it from this point on. Out of ten stars for all the intend to recommend segments. Out of ten stars, uh, Larry David's. Curb your enthusiasm. I will give it. I'll give it an eight. I don't want to. I don't want to just keep on praising all these things for being the best things that's ever happened to television. Blah blah blah. And I. I think sometimes I'll get swept away with uh, my enthusiasm for for these shows, and then I'll I'll rate it higher than what it would be. So we'll we'll just stick with with an eight out of ten. It's a really wonderful show, and uh, and you should you should give it a try. Uh, other than that, if you guys want to follow us on social media, we're only on Instagram at uh, Rambling Drifter Podcast. When this episode's available, you can see us on Spotify and uh, some other things. There's this thing called Stitcher nobody's ever heard of, but if you, if you have heard of it, you can see us on uh, Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and obviously the Anchor app. Uh, thank you guys for your time, and, uh, and I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.